0: to the Rising Stars podcast. I am your host, Brianna Moriarty. Today we have Katie McMillan from Cloud POS with us. She is going to talk about solution selling and what it means to be a solution seller for retailers and restaurants and software developers. So Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Can you start off by telling us about Cloud POS and what do you guys offer?
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I'm the CRO, Chief Revenue Officer for CloudPause. CloudPause is a company that we created that provides a full service point of sale and point of sale deployment feel to it. And we sell and support softwares that are designed for a variety of business verticals, but we also Mm -hmm. offer hardware gateway and pairing services with deployment options for point of sales or ISVs. We do a little
0: bit of everything. Yeah, sounds like it. So how did you guys get your start?
1: My partner and I, we actually have been in the payments industry for going on about 16 years now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had really thought back to a time when we began in the industry as a merchant ISO that we could have really benefited from having the ability to utilize a deployment option or better equipment pricing, being a smaller ISO. You know, we always heard, you know, you need to sell more units to get this capability. I -hmm. think that coupled with the fact that, you know, as we grew in that integrated payment space, we realized that there are softwares and point of sale providers that are giving a phenomenal software experience but they either don't have the overhead or the experience or the desire to offer the deployment of the hardware that's needed for their software. And so it created an opportunity for us to say there's a need out here, right? There's a need from the channels to the software to have the ability to have a an effective deployment option and pairing services and shelf space that's a little more accessible. So that was really our inspiration when we started CloudPause.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So today, as I mentioned, we're talking about solution selling for the point of sale. And what does this mean to CloudPause?
1: We have always been big believers in solution selling, right? I saw a post the other day that was, it really hit the nail on the head. It had like these three toggles, and you can't do fast, cheap, and easy, right? Right. (laughs) You can't do (laughs) it. So we've always been really big into solution selling. We, you know, in our, previous company had always promoted products that might not have always been the cheapest solution. It wasn't the most expensive solution. It was the solution that we felt worked the best for that customer. And we really translated that principle over into CloudPause and focusing on solutions that are you know, resellers that come to us or our software providers that come to us that they have a specific need. And we really try to focus on building out a deployment program that fits their need So that they can solution sell their own product and focus on what they're good on, which is enhancing and selling their software Mm -hmm. and not necessarily knowing how to implement or even how to pair some of the hardware um, as the units go out the door.
0: Okay, great. So I'd like to dive a little deeper into that. I work with our point of sale software partners on a daily basis. And, you know, a lot of them don't want to deal with the hardware. So they go to solution providers like you guys, but they don't really know all of the pieces that go into it, you know, it starts off with, I just need someone to fulfill the hardware to my customers. But then that turns into, oh, wait, I might need tech support or installation support, or I might need drop shipping. And these are all value-added services that CloudPass offers. So can you just elaborate a little bit more on that and other services that you guys provide to your software partners to help them fulfill their customer needs?
1: Absolutely, and and it really is based on each provider that we work with, right? We have some folks that say, hey, you know, I, I just want deployment, but in that conversation, you know, it uncovers, mm, I hadn't really thought about the fact that driving my customers to Amazon or Google this hardware, right? So that consultative sell, which it feels like a lot of software and point of sale providers like to provide a consultative sale that gives them that solution selling feel, we can come in as industry experts on hardware, on networking requirements, on drop shipping, and we can utilize the network that we have created to give them that knowledge set without that investment of time to help guide a merchant that maybe this particular printer, right, Mm -hmm. is a better fit for you based on your need. And kind of going back to that solution selling, um, we We've created an experience here with CloudPause that gives these software providers the ability to have a structure through an online shopping experience, which is either white labeled for them or co branded with CloudPause. And that lift right there, creating an online purchasing option for hardware that's a companion to their software is something that we have built out. It allows for there to be back-end communication between our Cloud POS team and the software provider's deployment team for their software. They can understand what customer is getting what hardware. That way, their onboarding process is enhanced without the overhead of having to You know, have employees driving this online experience, having employees have to interact with this system. It's allowing them to focus on what they do best, which is promoting their software and when they have a customer that has that hardware need, we have a co-branded or white labeled experience that allows them to go, hey, this is something that we're also a part of. You're gonna be able to get all the hardware that you need for us as a solution through this site, right? Because it's important to consumers these days, whether they're merchants or even just as private consumers, you know, if you have two solutions set next to each other that are pretty comparable as far as functionality and pretty comparable in regards to, you know, SaaS fees associated with it, but one is a one-stop shop where you have a chaperone feel for the hardware that's required as the boutique retailer that's trying to utilize this system. I don't have time to learn about hardware. I'm going to go to the place that gives me that full experience. And those are the types of experiences that we're creating over here in CloudPause. Some additional things that we're offering that might be good for, for folks to know is that, you know, we offer pick fees and boxing. We can have collateral as part of the pick fee that the provider gives to us as, as part of that experience. We do drop shipping. We manage shipping costs. You know, we're running all of the transactional information and then we're doing the payouts to you. So that's less of an accounting function as well. Pick fees, boxing, uh, just a full service managed deployment inventory system that you get with partnering with us.
0: Okay. That's great. I have so many follow-up questions, but first, what type of software partners would you say are ideal to utilize the CloudPass services? Because I I asked that question, you know, there are some ISVs, like the squares of the world, they are huge and probably have an entire fulfillment team and, you know, have teams dedicated to doing all this. But we also find in our industry, we have a lot of startup ISV companies. We have a lot of kind of one-man, two-man shows out there that really have to utilize services like this in order to succeed. So is Cloudhouse only for them or is there kind of a wider range that you guys work with?
1: in short answer, right? If you have an ISV and they have a pulse, we can cater to it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just to put it lightly. To dig into that a little deeper, we can accommodate software providers of any size, right? And and that's a limitation that just like you mentioned, you have a one or two man operation. I've worked with integrated payments for the better part of seven, eight years now, right? Mm -hmm. And I have seen a lot of entrepreneurial software providers that, you know, they had their own company and created this software based on the, fact that there wasn't a software out there that met all of their needs, and getting that off the ground is difficult, right? You Mm -hmm. have some folks that go, oh, I've got 100 units out there, and it's like, okay, you've got a lot of learning, and then you speak to some folks that have 13 units out there, and it is hard for them to grow at a pace that they need. They even just to try to provide the equipment themselves, they're just not moving enough to have the ability to get a unit for a good price and they don't want to have the overhead of doing it themselves. So we really like to work with the smaller software providers for that reason. We feel very passionate about helping these smaller companies grow, but we also accommodate larger folks that that are doing hundreds or thousands of units a month, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I will say if there's a There's no limit to the vertical, in our opinion. Between our payments experience, our team really is just a phenomenal group of people that can work with folks that have a retail-specific point of sale or a restaurant point of sale that's specific. You know, we can even speak to specialized verticals like utilities or townships or municipalities, software that's created for them. Because of our payments experience, we understand the different audiences that are going to be utilizing the point of sale or the ISV that we're we're working with. And that's really critical. So we really welcome software providers of any vertical because we do invest the time into understanding the experience. And that remote installation experience is also important. We will, if the ISV or the point of sale once that experience in the program, we will work based on what they've provided us to help them onboard the payments piece as part of their onboarding with the software <laughs> itself at the location.
0: That's great, and I do want to go back to what you mentioned um, about you guys offering more of a consultative sale experience versus the software developers that that might be um, small in operation and just say, "Here's what you need. Go buy it off Amazon or find yep. it wherever." and you know, on our side, we know that that doesn't work because we get so many tech support calls saying, I bought the printer they told me to, and it's not working. Well, you bought the wrong interface or, you know, something along those lines. So like you mentioned, a retail store owner or a restaurant owner, their expertise is in that space, not technology. So it's so, so important to have that consultation. And then you guys also offer a white label experience that you mentioned. So tell me more about what that means for the software partner
1: so our white label experience was something that was important to us because going in line with the passion that we have for some of these smaller maybe startup entrepreneurial softwares that are that are trying to get out there right one of our white label options that we have is day one you have a white label experience you have a shopping cart built out for you customized you know we give you the ability to have the deployment run through us but it's it's your brand that's out there right We also have the ability to transition our partners, say they want that, but say they're maybe three years away from that. We give them the option to partner with us and do more of a co-branded experience, right? And then we give them a timeline to transition this program over to a white label. We really offer two different options. You know, we have some providers that they're there. They're ready. They either have an experience that they're not enjoying with someone currently, or they're just ready to go ahead and white label this. But they don't want the overhead in building it. Right? That's yes. absolutely something we do all day. But we also offer that white label experience to help folks transition to it. So we can even build it out so that we have, you know, a co-branded experience. And say they go into white label and say, say they have have now reached a point where. They want to do deployment in-house. We understand that some of these companies might grow to a point where they do want to start doing it in-house and they've outgrown the need for us, right? And Mm -hmm. we are absolutely okay with that. And we help them transition that back into their org.
0: That's great. Well, we're just going to take a really quick break to talk about STAR's new TSP-104. The next generation of STARS TSP100 series is finally here, and it's packed with cutting edge technology. STARS new TSP100 version 4 provides a modern and unique design with a 20% smaller footprint than its previous model. It's offered with Android Open Accessory, offering full communication with your Android device while keeping it charged, and is equipped with STARS CloudPrint online ordering technology. With dual USB and LAN interfaces, the TSP-104 provides the right solution for retail, hospitality, and much, much more. Ask for Star and learn more today at starmicronics.com. So, Kate, I think a really popular topic of conversation in retail, hospitality, you know, the big spaces that we play in for point of sale is The huge shift in technology, which, you know, is kind of a result from COVID, a little bit of a result of, you know, just accelerating technology forward, different um, generations of buyers. So from your perspective, what do you see your software partners or customers really needing today in terms of technology to succeed in that space?
1: Oh, that's a great question. And I mean, we were already pre-COVID, you know, we were already talking about the fact that the days of just selling it's a standalone terminal is really becoming very limited. And if you're still focusing on a standalone terminal experience, that book is going to a trip. Uh, you know, it has, it's on borrowed time. And that's because we as consumers, that's because we as business owners and employees expect technology. Now, you know, they, we expect the reporting, we expect the analytics, we expect the online shopping and in-store inventory to speak to each other so that you don't oversell widgets on your website because someone just bought the rest of them in your store, right? Everybody end-to-end in this process is now expecting more technology. And so COVID really just shoved everyone into the future. And there are folks that I'm seeing in the business world now, you know, hospitality or retailers specifically, that they're starting to ask for technology when they weren't before. And they have recognized that they made it past that first six months of the pandemic, and there were a lot of folks that didn't make it in that time period specifically. And I think that, you know, merchants have really started to go, I need to invest in my business. I need to get technology that's gonna help me grow my business or run it better. I need to be able to understand that I'm short every Tuesday on my, you know, top shelf vodka and bill always works Tuesday, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they are expecting solutions that help them bolster their business, grow it better, and be able to adapt in situations like a pandemic so that they can continue to run their business and they can focus on what they're doing well. So um, I think that merchants themselves, businesses are expecting it. The consumers are also expecting it. Now, I will admit that before COVID, even being in payments for the amount of time that I have, I am a terrible millennial. (laughs) I would not use, I I wouldn't tap. I just was just so used to dipping it in, right? Card Mm -hmm. chip, dip it in. And then COVID happened and I was like, ew, I don't want to touch anything. And it forced me to start tapping. Now as a payments professional, as embarrassing as it is to admit it, that's a really good example of consumers now want contactless payments because it might've started from a germ situation, but now they've transitioned to, well, it's just easier for me to tap this and it's so fast. And then I can just move over here and I don't need a menu anymore. I can just scan this QR code and look at their menu online and pay for this particular thing that I want my coffee and my scone. And then I just go pick it up at that counter and I don't have to talk to anyone, right? So all of the folks involved with purchasing goods or services, right? From the merchants to the consumers are now asking for technology. They've experienced technology in a very fast, quick, and agile way. And softwares or point of sales that are catering consumers need to keep that in mind. I am seeing a trend with a lot of the softwares, or even we have partnerships with gateways, right, that they offer a gateway experience. So it's not even a software provider. It's a a gateway that we are able to work with the softwares that have done the integration work to the gateway, and they want to have a payments piece that maybe the software hasn't, you know, adopted internally very well because they want the transaction right? They want the transactions to start and we have that part of it. And a, a lot of the trends that I'm seeing in gateways or softwares right now is implementing online ordering or you know, tokenized payment so that cards don't have to leave hands anymore. And it's not just a COVID thing. It's a security thing and an expectation now. I know this is a rather long-winded answer, but uh, you know, just to draw back to being a consumer, I'm always working. So having the ability to drop my child off, go in my app and order my coffee and order my go and put that through payments done with my stored card, by the time I get there, I'm on the phone talking to, you know, employees or getting through a meeting or something like that. And I was able to go get what I needed to wave because I'm a regular, grab my stuff and go.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think it's important that everyone start to understand that if you're providing a payments experience, that is a singular point that doesn't have that versatil- versatility and agility that's needed. You're not going to survive, in my opinion, past three years.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree. From a consumer standpoint, we want to see these businesses, like you said, equipped with more technology to make our lives easier, of course. And employees now, especially with you know the labor shortages that we're hearing about and them not being able to have enough employees to work efficiently, they need that technology in order to maintain that customer experience that is expected. Um, so I, I think that's something that even employees of retailers and restaurants are really looking forward to. They want to be equipped with a tablet and some extra technology to help them do their job more efficiently. So you mentioned that, you know, you guys work with all kinds of different verticals and markets, you know, there's not one that you specifically specialize in, but tell me which markets you see really um, kind of thriving right now with this shift towards more advanced payments and retail technology.
1: I think that the restaurant space. I'm seeing a lot of adjustments to existing point of sales that have been around, right? So there's always a lot of entrepreneurial folks in whatever vertical there are. I'm seeing some of these established restaurant point of sales ramp back up on developing to meet the needs of of cardholders, and I'm seeing some releases of some really neat Companion software for restaurant point of sale, which you know, there's integrations and, and things like that. And I think that has been centered around kind of what I described before engaging with the cardholder so that they can purchase what they need and the restaurant tour can have that reduced staff and still accommodate that business, right? And a good example is, you know, say you have a poolside cabana, right? And it services the whole pool. Well, you might not have the staff that you had two summers ago to have, you know, servers going out to the different cabanas that are in the the main, you know, Uh, pool area. And so if you have someone who's in a cabana that just scans a QR code, and then it allows them to purchase their drinks, and now you just have a drink runner and less of a server, a traditional server. And it's not because you don't want to give that experience. It's because you can't find somebody to to come in and and serve. A lot of focus in how to continue to bring in sales without having to have a full server staff. That's a, a big trend that I'm seeing in the restaurant side. I would say uh, retailers, I think biggest trend that I have seen consistently over the last year and a half and still going forward is having the ability to have your online inventory. If you have an online presence, which I think a lot of face-to-face retailers realized they needed that option where, you know, two years ago, it's like, you should do this. And it's like, I don't think I'm there yet. And then Mm -hmm. the pandemic hit and it's like, oh yes, that is a great idea. So seeing retailers, need a solution that works with a point of sale they already have there, say they're ready to to transition from a register system to a point of sale, they're starting to come into these conversations asking for that online inventory management where it speaks to the, you know, the, the uh, card present side of the point of sale um, and seeing retail point of sales react to that increased need and making that a good experience. That's a big trend that I'm seeing as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Those are both great examples. Do you have any success stories that you can share either with these examples or others with your recent customers or ISV partners?
1: I do. So we have a partner that is a, it allows for an integrated payments experience, right? And so it's not specifically a software, it's allowing for the software, right? To speak to the payment device. Right. And this particular solution we had been working with for a number of years now, and their company specifically started to move in a different uh, direction as far as, you know, a uh, merging with another company. And so they still had customers utilizing this integrated payments experience and software providers had coded to it and things like that, that they needed the ability to still service some support associated with that. Or if a payment device, you know, got struck by lightning, right? And it mm-hmm. surged out and, and they needed a new device, right? As they were shifting their focus as part of that that new partnership, they still had this need over here, but they were really struggling with, do we, do we keep headcount over here or do we have this? this is maintenance right and so we created an opportunity to to allow for those customers of theirs to still have that experience and it allows them to service and support and sell their solution that they had in place. And we're providing the payments piece of it and, you know, the billing that's associated with things like that. And so it allowed them some peace of mind that we don't want to leave all of these folks that have been using this, you know, we we don't want to lose them. It's good monthly revenue, but we're not sure if we can continue to support it the way that they, and we would like to, right. Especially some of the smaller, softwares that were associated with it so we were able to come in and and we just recently did a transition of it was gosh I want to say it's just over a hundred clients that were linked specifically to this payment experience through a provider and it was a seamless transition You know, it it allowed for our team to work with the provider directly and give the experience and understand, you know, are we pairing the terminals? Are we just providing the terminals? Mm -hmm. And it ultimately allows us to open up more business for for us at the same time. But ultimately, we gave those customers using that a really great experience. And our partner was able to then go focus on what's, what's becoming more important to them in the future.
0: That's great. And what kind of partners is pause looking for today? CloudPause
1: is looking for a little bit of everything. You know, we created this to fit some needs and to identify the ability to service folks that, you know, might not be getting what they need right now, right? You might have a one or two man operation, like you said, that's created a really awesome software or point of sale or practice management and they need help. They need help selling their software and focusing less on providing the hardware. You know, it reminds me of our days when we, you know, created our flagship company and always say caviar taste on a Burger King budget, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the need to, purchase units at a good price and deploy them, but you don't have that infrastructure. So that's a really good example. We also love uh, partnering with ISVs that, or POSs that are larger, that are doing a lot of units that maybe they have a current deployment management internal, and it's just, maybe they've grown too fast to accommodate it, or maybe it's something that they're just not excelling at us coming in and doing a needs assessment to go, here's the dollars and cents on why it makes sense for you to move this to us. And let's white label it because that's where you are. Mm -hmm. That's a really good example of work that we would love to have. Again, we are offering picking and boxing and inventory management and storage to a wide range of folks from the very large to the very small. And I know that you have the one end of the, the smaller folks out there that they might not get they might not be able to get anybody to talk to them because they're so tiny, right? Right. And all the way up to some of these larger providers, you know, in the last two years, their existing, you know, ancillary deployment situation may not have been the experience that they wanted, either Mm -hmm. as a result of COVID or supply and demand issues or because of labor issues or, you know, Everybody had a moment, I feel, in this pandemic where it's like, okay, I have three people out sick right now, and I have these people that haven't taken vacation in six months. Like... You know, everybody's had that moment, but if there's been consistent issues that whole time, you know, there are some folks out here that we're talking to that are like, we're with this particular solution because everybody's with this solution, but this didn't give me the experience that I wanted. And we're happy to speak to those folks as well.
0: That's great. So if any of our ISPs listening need some of these services, make sure you reach out to Katie. And Katie, just to wrap things up, what do you think makes CloudPass a rising star?
1: I think what makes us a rising star is that the leadership with CloudPass, myself and and my partner included, we got into payments very young in life and we didn't have a lot of guidance so we really just obnoxiously invested ourselves in asking all the questions right and we've always had that courageous consultative you know approach to building our business and selling you know payments and so we wanted to bring that tradition over to Cloudpost so a lot of the conversations that we have, we're solution selling. We're not walking in saying, here's the deployment program that we offer. Do you want it? We're walking into conversations saying, what do you have? What do you need? Here's a few flavors of what we can do for you. Which one works best, right? Consulting and getting outside of the box and going, okay, you need this and this, but you don't need collateral in the box. That's not a problem. And doing that for a two-person company or a 5,000-person company is something that we're willing to do. And I think that the solution selling two ISVs of different sizes is what probably makes us most likely a candidate to be a rising star.
0: That's great. Well, Katie, thank you so much for all your insight and your time today. If any of our listeners want to connect with you further or learn more about CloudPost, where can they find you? They can
1: find me by emailing directly and you can email me directly at kmcmillan at the All
0: right, perfect. Well, thank you so much again. And for Star Micronics, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, or at our website at starmicronics.com. If you like today's episode, please leave us a review, thumbs up, a follow, anything to make sure that you're getting notifications for all future episodes. Thanks again.